This is the My Bloody Hell podcast, the podcast where we share stories about perimenopause. Hello, superwomen. Welcome to episode number eight of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a journalist, an educator, a mother of three, and a newly arrived expat to the south of Spain. I'm also a card-carrying member of Team Perimenopause. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, and I really hope you enjoy the show. If you're one of our returning listeners, welcome back, and thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I'm glad everyone is here, and I hope everyone walks away from this podcast feeling a little bit more informed and a little bit more inspired about their menopause journey. On episode eight of the podcast, my guest is Katherine Garland. Catherine, who goes by Kathy, is a 48-year-old Black American woman based in Florida. She's the mother of two adult daughters, and she is an associate professor of education. Besides the fact that Kathy and I share a similar professional background, yes, we're both writers and educators, I wanted to have Kathy on the show because she is also creating content about menopause to help women navigate the change. But Kathy was an unlikely candidate for this position as she readily admits that her knowledge about menopause came from her own desperate need to figure out what was going on with her body because nobody in her family, her community, or even her doctors were much help. Kathy is hilarious in recounting some of her misadventures and missteps on her menopause journey, and she's quite candid about the symptoms she's still dealing with today. I really love her story, and I think you will too. But before we can get to Kathy's story, I have to pause to thank our sponsors. Today's episode of the My Bloody Hell podcast is sponsored by the My Bloody Hell membership community, which is now officially open for business. The My Bloody Hell membership community is a private, inclusive community for women on their menopause journey. And we offer four things that are imperative for a healthy menopause experience. Support, education, entertainment, and wellness. Inside the community, you'll find a group of women at the same stage of life as you. You'll find monthly support group meetings, monthly meetings with doctors and wellness experts where you can ask all of your burning questions. You'll find creative classes and workshops and even a book club. You can participate in as many or as few of the offerings as you want for only $10 a month. You can't even take a yoga class these days for $10 a month, but we offer yoga classes as part of the membership. So do yourself a favor and check out the community at mybloodyhell.com backslash membership. Our other sponsor for this episode is Yumday. If you haven't checked out Yumday, or even if you have, you should check them out again because Yumday just got a spiffy new upgrade to their website and offerings. They're still the same company that is a subscription snack box company founded by a woman of color that prioritizes snack companies led by women and people of color. So don't expect cheese curls and potato chips in Yumday subscription boxes. No, think elevated snacking like carrot cake cookies, pepperoni crisps, and popped water lily seeds. And the best part is you don't have to go to the store to get these unique and tasty snacks. Yum Day delivers right to your door and they're always bringing new and innovative snacks to the table or rather to your subscription box. Boxes can be ordered as a one-off, quarterly, or monthly. 
please support this new company who has been so generous in supporting the My Bloody Hell podcast. The holidays are just around the corner, so it's the perfect time to order a subscription box for yourself or a friend and see what snacking for good tastes like. And just to sweeten the deal, my listeners can use the code MBHPOD15 for 15% off any order from Yum Day. That's MBH as in my bloody hell, pod 15. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get to Kathy's story. My name is Katherine Garland. I am 48 years old and I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Kathy is the mother of two daughters, ages 22 and 20. And like me, she is an educator and a lover of words. So the way that I make money is I am a professor, I'm associate professor at a community college in Gainesville, Florida. I teach education courses to students who believe they want to be teachers. And I say believe because sometimes by the end of the class, they decide (laughs) that's not for them, which is perfectly fine for them and for society. So that's what I do in order to make money. But I'm also a writer and um, sometimes I make money doing that through freelance work. But also I'm a blogger and I don't make one cent from that, but I get a lot of joy out of it. (laughs) And it it really is... um, Kind of like a new identity that I've stepped into in the past maybe seven or eight years. And I'm also a self-published author. And I do kind of make money from that. (laughs) Kathy has written two books, both nonfiction collections. One is called Unhappy Wife and one is called Daddy Reflections. Kathy says she is drawn to real-life stories that are women-centered. Most of the things that I write are about women and specific issues. So whether it be the unhappy wife, the relationship with your husband, or the daddy stories, the relationship with your father, they're still about you and how to navigate life, really. As with all of my guests on the show, I asked Kathy to start her perimenopause story by sharing when she first got her period. So I got my period when I was 10 years old. My mother didn't explain it to me. My father did. And not only did he decide that he should tell me about periods at 10 years old, he also decided to tell me about sex. And not only did he decide to tell me about sex, but he also decided that I should know about condoms and how to put one on a penis. And so he had this banana and a condom and this whole conversation, right, about periods that happened again when I was 10 years old, all at one time. And then we never talked about it again. Why did her father have this talk with her and not her mother? My mother actually died when I was 16. So what I've surmised is that my mother wasn't really good about conversation, like real conversations. And my father was, you know, he's a conversationalist. Like he'll get in there and say whatever. So I think it was probably just easier and more comfortable for him to do it than it was for her. And I've decided this because that wasn't the only hard conversation she avoided. So I'm thinking that's what it was. But we never talked about it. So Kathy got her period at age 10. Her father shared his awkward and embarrassing explanations about what that meant 
mainly that she could now get pregnant. And then life went on, no questions asked. Admittedly, Kathy says she was pretty clueless about the complexity of her reproductive system and just went about her life. Kathy says her periods came regularly every 28 days. She had manageable PMS symptoms. And other than that, she didn't really think much about her period or anything else having to do with her uterus. So when perimenopause hit, I was not prepared at all. Like there was no preparation. So The way that I entered perimenopause or an understanding that it was perimenopause is because of the period. So that's what was so strange. My periods started to be super irregular. I started having a period every two weeks and I was like, this cannot be life and something is wrong. So Kathy goes to the doctor to find out what's happening to her. At this point, she's about 42 years old. After doing an ultrasound of her uterus, the doctor tells her that she's not perimenopausal, and she actually leaves that doctor's appointment feeling pretty good that she's not officially getting old, but she's still having erratic periods. The doctor, who happened to be an older man, gave her no explanation for what was causing her period to show up every two weeks. So Kathy continued to suffer with that particular bloody hell for more than two years. So my husband's like, didn't you just buy some pads last? Like, why are you? I was like, no, because I have to wear them every day. Because otherwise, I don't know when it just comes out of the blue. Fed up, Kathy goes to another gynecologist, a woman this time, who gives her the news that she is, in fact, perimenopausal. She offers to put Kathy on birth control pills to regulate her periods, but Kathy declines to take them. And over time, her periods ceased coming every two weeks. Instead, they're all over the place. And now, at this point, I don't have the every two weeks anymore. Now what I have is every 90 days or, yeah, like there was one that was 90 days. Then there was one that was like 25 days. Then there was another one that was 30 days. It's so annoying. So Kathy found herself officially declared perimenopausal by a doctor, but she still had so many questions about what it all meant. But before she could get answers, 2020 happened. And like most people, Kathy and her husband were all the way stressed out by the pandemic and all of the other horrors of 2020. In response, Kathy and her husband went from enjoying a few cocktails on the weekend to adding red wine to their weekly grocery list, just like the rest of America. But red wine would become Kathy's perimenopausal undoing. I would drink like two glasses and then sweat would just like start pouring down my face. Like ridiculously, right? Then I had to face the fact that I'm having these hot flashes, right? But they would only come with the wine. But it wasn't just hot flashes. Kathy started having a variety of perimenopause symptoms. And then I would have night sweats. Now, that was also with the red wine thing. The night sweats were the worst. And I didn't know. I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do about this. Because you're sleeping and it's a little different than hot flashes. First of all, because you're asleep. And all of a sudden, it's like your entire body. Instead of it just being like your face or your neck, it's your entire body is like on fire and wet. Is the only way I can. <laughs> this is wet. Like my whole side of the bed is just drenched. 
So it was hot flashes and night sweats and... Oh, and the insomnia. I'm sorry. I left that out. So I always thought all these years insomnia just meant that you couldn't sleep. Like you didn't know how to get to sleep and couldn't sleep. I just recently found out (laughs) because of the perimenopause that it also means you can't stay asleep. So that's what mine is. I used to get a good nine to 10 hours of sleep. Like that was my baseline. Do not wake me up. I'm good. Now I get a good five hours and then I wake up. And sometimes I'm like wide awake, like, okay. But most of the time, what I've learned now is if I just keep my eyes shut, then I'll go back to sleep. But I definitely wake up around three, four o'clock in the morning every day. So Kathy was having all of these physical symptoms due to perimenopause, and she also experienced emotional symptoms as well. I had like one moment where, and it really was just a moment where... I felt like a crazy person. So that's the only way I can say it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like funny and then not funny. So I have like, um, I'm adopted. And so in my biological family, I found out that I have a lot of, there's a lot of mental illness, mental disorders. And so when this was happening, there was like one day where I just couldn't stop crying. Nothing was happening. I just was sad. And then, of course, I'm afraid because I'm like, oh, no, am I about to have a mental disorder or something? Then, you know, then you have that going on. But, yeah, the whole day I just cried and cried and couldn't stop crying. And it was nothing sad and nothing was going on. Because Kathy's mother had died when she was just 16 and she still remembered that awkward period with the banana talk with her father, she had to figure out who to turn to to help her figure out what to expect from perimenopause. And more importantly, how was she supposed to manage the symptoms? She started by going to her grandmother, who had helped raise her. And I told her about it. And she's like, oh, you know, she's 95. She says, you know, I just had a little bit of sweating and that was it. I was like, okay. (laughs) So there's no hope there. So then Kathy tried to recall if her aunties or older cousins had ever said anything about perimenopause, but she came up with nothing. So she went to the place where we all go when looking for quality medical information. The Internet. WebMD is my second bestie, which is always not that healthy because it could either be perimenopause or cancer. (laughs) So it's not always the greatest thing, right? But that is where I've gotten my information just from like researching and researching and researching all of these things and then saying, oh, okay, that's what this is. So Kathy took a deep dive into learning everything she could about perimenopause so she would understand what was actually happening to her body and why it was happening. But what she really wanted to know was what she could do to end the annoying symptoms she was experiencing, like the night sweats, the hot flashes, and the insomnia. But Kathy says she got discouraged initially because everything the experts were suggesting for symptom relief, she was already doing. Thanks to her daughter, she and her husband were already eating a healthy, semi-vegetarian diet, and Kathy worked out four times a week. But then she realized that she really hadn't done everything. There's always more you can do, apparently. One thing, like I'm not a big pill taker. I would rather, like if I have a headache, I would rather just go lay down or something like that. So it took a minute for me to realize it is okay to take supplements. So... One thing that I started doing was taking a probiotic that was at the suggestion of a midlife coach. Her name is Karen, so I'll shout her out. But Karen suggested this probiotic, 
And um, probiotic really did help because I also had like a lot of bloating. I don't know, something happens with your digestion with this time too. So the probiotic really does help. But also, Lori, I will tell you this. I happen to pick one that has a mood enhancer or something like that. So it has ashwagandha in it. I chose that by mistake. And I didn't realize <laughs> that that it was stabilizing my mood until we went out of the country and I should have been, you know, just like the, all these airport things that happen. And I was like, I should be way angrier than I am right now. And I couldn't figure out why. Um, like the Starbucks lady had got my order wrong three times. And then there was something else. Like I think our flight was canceled. And I was like, I'm like way too calm right now. And I looked at it. And so it has ashwagandha in it. And I swear by it. Like, I don't have any rage. I haven't been super sad. And it's not like like you don't zone out or anything. It's just more like uh, everything is okay. So I swear by the probiotic and get the one with ashwagandha in it too. Or just take the ashwagandha. A multivitamin. That might sound like duh. But for the longest, I had not taken a multivitamin. My primary care physician has suggested that I needed more D, I think vitamin D. And again, I'm the type of person that's like, uh, I don't need any vitamin. Or, or you're like, how come I can't just go outside? I live in Florida. How come I can't just get it from the sun? Um, <laughs> you can't just get it from the sun. Um, and you shouldn't be in the sun that much if you're getting that much vitamin D. So that's how I started taking the multivitamin. And what I found is that if you have the right amount of vitamin D too, it really does help with your sleep. So that's another thing. The multivitamin, the probiotic, there was something else. Mm, yeah, I have decreased alcohol intake, of course. And, you know, I would suggest that alcohol is not good anyway. There's like no benefit from it. So <laughs> if you can stop it, sure. But yeah, we don't drink as much as we used to. And I want to say that was it. Now that Kathy got a handle on many of her symptoms and she'd become a plethora of information about all things menopause thanks to all the research she had to do for herself, Kathy decided to start a blog to help other women in the same situation. Her blog is called Navigating the Change. I started Navigating the Change because I didn't think that it should take so much researching to understand something that is clearly going to happen to women, no matter who they are. I was totally confused by it. And it's 2021. It was just too hard. And even some of the information. So because I'm a storyteller and a writer, I also like to hear other women's stories. And I know that we're not a monolith. So I wanted to hear how everyone else was kind of navigating this time period or had navigated it. So it was kind of twofold. The first is so that people could have information just in one spot, maybe, instead of having to do like I had to do, which was to look at all these different things. Sometimes it's medical, which is cool. You want to know what the medical part is. So, for example, you do want to know that about all the hormone stuff, the estrogen, the oestrogen, the testosterone, and what each one does. But sometimes you want to hear like it's going to be okay. And you can only hear that from another woman, I think. So that was the other part to it. I wanted women to kind of encourage one another or even to say it's not going to be okay. To say, this is my experience. Um, this is what I had to go through. And, 
hopefully you won't have to go through that. But if you do, here's another story, kind of like a me too thing, right? Like I went through this and I understand and hopefully this will comfort you in some way. And also I wanted part of it to be, this is what you can do because I don't feel like I have time. Like when I went, this seems unrelated, but it's kind of related. When I first went natural, it was this huge thing about watching YouTube videos and trying these products and trying, I was like, I don't have time for that shit. Like I'm a grown ass woman. Just tell me what my hair type is and what to put on it. So I can do that. Right. So, and I feel the same way about, I feel the same way about perimenopause and menopause. Just if I'm sweating, tell me what to do. Like nine times out of 10, if you cut out sugar and cut out alcohol, your sweating is going to subside if not go away, depending on your body. So that's the kind of thing I wanted people to be like, yeah, take this supplement or try this, whatever, and just be kind of cut and dry with it instead of having to go through all these changes to figure out what to do. Even though Kathy isn't making any money writing about perimenopause, she really enjoys providing useful information to her readers at Navigating the Change. But that doesn't mean she's enjoying perimenopause. I'm 48. 38 years is a long time to be dealing with this women's stuff. So I'm hoping like I'm towards the end, but I'm not positive. Just because it can go until you're like 50 something years old. So I'm hoping that's not the case with me because that's a lot more years. Despite the obvious desire to be done with perimenopause, Kathy says she has grown to really appreciate her body because of this journey she's now on. I think the relationship that I have with my body is okay, but only because now I feel like I understand it more. And I think this time period is really good to begin to understand not just like the hormones and what your uterus is doing, but also like maybe you shouldn't reach for those French fries. And not just because somebody says it's bad and because fried foods are bad, but literally because the way your body works, it doesn't process uh, maybe potatoes or the type of grease that it was fried in or whatever. So I'm really, that's where I am now is understanding that my body is here to serve me (laughs) in this life. And if you work with it, it will serve you better, I think, as opposed to working against it, which I think is sometimes what we've done in life without realizing it. As she considered her perimenopause experience, where she's been, where she is now, and all the things she's learned, I asked Kathy what the title of her perimenopause story would be. Me, myself, and ashwagandha. No. (laughs) Ashwagandha, where have you been all my life? No, no, no. (laughs) No, I really think the title would be, Girl, Get Your Shit Together. That would be the title of mine. (laughs) Because now is the time when you can do that. (laughs) And there you have it. I would definitely read that book and anything else that Kathy Garland writes. I love her sense of humor and honesty. If you want to read some of Kathy's work or check out her informative blog about menopause, here's where and how you can do that. 
I am K.E. Garland across all platforms. And so that's for the personal everything, like the personal blog. Um, the personal blog is quoted.wordpress.com and is spelled with a K, K-W-O-T-E-D. Navigating the Change is navigatingthechange.com. It's navigating the change on Instagram. And on Twitter is at navthechange. Thank you, Kathy, for sharing your story on the My Bloody Hell podcast. And thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Kathy's story as much as I did. Here are the takeaways. Number one, when it comes to perimenopause, knowledge is power. So learn everything you can about this transition phase in our lives. Number two, if you're a woman dealing with perimenopause symptoms, red wine is not your friend. Number three, if you're a woman dealing with perimenopause symptoms, you might want to consider taking a multivitamin. Number four, if you listen to your body and you treat it the way it's asking to be treated, then it will treat you better in return. And number five, you might want to investigate ashwagandha and its potential health benefits. Lately, it has been showing up in all kinds of supplements being marketed to perimenopausal women. In case you didn't know, ashwagandha is a plant in the nightshade family, and it's grown in India, the Middle East, and parts of Africa, and it's been used for centuries in Ayurvedic medicine for issues that range from stress and anxiety relief to inflammation to maintaining blood sugar levels. Now, of course, before trying any new supplements, be sure to speak to your doctor or healthcare provider. What were your takeaways from Kathy's story? I'd like to hear what you thought. You can share your ideas on the My Bloody Hell Facebook page or the Instagram feed, or you can leave us a message on the My Bloody Hell blog found at mybloodyhell.com backslash blog. Thank you really so much for supporting this passion project of a podcast. My goal for this show is to make this podcast and the My Bloody Hell community a truly valuable resource for every woman who believes she is suffering alone or believes that there are no answers to her perimenopausal problems. Sometimes all it takes to find relief is to know that you're not alone. So please, if you're listening right now, just tell someone else about this podcast who you think might need to hear these stories. Thank you. All right, that's all I have to share this week. But... I will be back next Wednesday, and I hope you will too. Until then, be good to yourselves, get some snacks from Yum Day, and maybe take a walk. The My Bloody Hell podcast is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Good B Music. And hey, one last thing before you go. I am not a doctor nor any type of medical professional. Therefore, do not use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for verifiable medical advice and information. Always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have any medical questions or concerns regarding menopause or any other health-related issue. Thank you.